Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Yo, everybody, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Listen, to all my fans around the world, from Dubai, Australia, um, Portland, New Jersey, Los Angeles, Compton, California, I bring you guys some interesting stories. And the other day I was in Washington, D.C., and I was on Fox TV, and I met a personality, a woman that was just so amazing. I told her I had to have her on the show. And it's about cooking, and it's the Thanksgiving holidays. And since we had such a, a tremendous, a horrible last two years, so to speak, is I want to bring you guys joy and some happiness and good food and good people. And I want to introduce you to Miss Lori Rogers. The, the, I'm calling her the chef of chefs. And because she <laughs> had some food on the, on the set, ladies and gentlemen, that was absolutely amazing. How you doing, darling? I'm doing good. I am never better. That's what I like. And did you did you enjoy the show last night? Oh my God, you were so funny. I had a blast, and I was cracking up at them people that kept talking every time you said "shut up." Man, <laughs> it, it was it was funny, but it we started getting annoying. It started getting irritating. And yeah. and, and to my fans out there, if you want to holler at me, you don't have to be in the audience yelling, screaming because them same women, Miss Rogers. <laughs> was all on me in the hallway trying to take pictures and trying to kiss me. Are you serious? I am not lying. It was like a mental confusion <laughs> to me. I what is happening? What, what's going on? Now, here you are. I got a cop coming to get one person out. Yeah. The woman behind her, the older woman, she's grabbing my jacket, trying to kiss me in the mouth, <laughs> trying to kiss me on the cheek, that the security dude had to get her off me. And I'm going to have another conversation with them tonight because security to me, you ain't got to tell them motherfucker three times to get out. You That's go get I'm them and get their ass out. You know what the problem is? Who raised them? Who raised them? <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about how how you got started in developing the foods that you have created? Where does that come from? Like usually it's a family recipe from generation to generation. You learn something from your mom or your sister. How did it happen for you? Well, my love of cooking comes from a couple of places. My my grandmother was a church mother. I grew up in the church, so I'm okay. just a church girl. I know everything about a Sunday dinner. I can make one in my sleep. My mm-hmm. grandmama cooked all the time, and I just love to be with her. I was the uh, oldest grandchild and the only grandchild for a long time, so I would just be with her all the time. And I would say, Granny, how you know when it's done, Grandmama? And she'd say, taste it, baby. And my parents, my mama cooked dinner, you know, day in and day out, but my father yeah. would always say that cooking is the way we express love and take care of people. Mm. And I put those together and just, I always had a desire to cook. And after, as I grew up more, I learned more. I actually took some time to understand things. And my husband helped bring it finally just out of me fully. Right. And and I just love it. What I love about cooking is I love having folks in the kitchen and being able to cook and share and talk. And I just want you to come and feel happy. I want you to leave and be like, you know what? That was good. I want you to feel right. loved. 
Like my daddy said, I want you to feel loved and I want I you to feel accepted. That. Like yeah. my grandma did. That's awesome. Now, and, and, and your your energy, babe, is so <laughs> beautiful. Well, and I thanks. see why that, that, that gentleman of yours married you. Because <laughs> you don't bring it seems like at least it seems like it's like you don't bring no drama. It's like you don't have no negative vibe in your spirit whatsoever. And that's the blessing and that's what I picked up off of when I, uh, I was watching you. Mm-hmm. And that's <laughs> what I picked up. Mm-hmm. So now what are your goals with your cooking? Right? Like what do you go? So you learn from your grandmom, but mm-hmm. then how did you, because we learn different things from different people. Uh-huh. And we create our own style. So how did you create your own recipes, your own, like, let me try this this way. How did that come about? Well, that's how I use the name Calabama Cooking. Because, like I said, I'm from California, born and raised. My family's from Alabama. They all transferred to California in the mid-'60s. And a whole lot of people from Mobile, Alabama, transferred at the same time. So I was, in, I was born in Sacramento, California. But all these folks from Alabama are who raised me. And so what I learned about coming from California, you know, you've got the wines and the vegetables and the fruits. You know, it's all mm-hmm. nice and fancy. But when you come from the South, you've got collard greens and fried chicken and macaroni and cheese. So what I learned to do was just take things I like and things I've discovered and bring them together. And that's why I call it Calabama. It's a merging of classic and contemporary comfort food. Where I've been, where I'm going, this is who I am now. And so I just, you know, a lot of times it comes from my husband and I will be talking about a recipe or I'll be talking about something and he'll say, oh, babe, have you ever thought of making this? And I'm like, huh. I don't know. Let me try it. And right. something is born. And that's exactly how we do it. We just say, have you tried this? One time we created a pina colada cake that is to die for. Damn. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. And it was literally us just talking. And he was like, yeah, what do you think of a pineapple upside down or something like that? And we were talking. And then we were like, wow, you know, if you put some coconut milk in that thing, that would be really good. Right, and we right. just, it, it just developed. I got in the kitchen took a couple tries, and boom, we had a pina colada cake. And that's what I love. I make a wine-infused jam. What do they do in the South? They make jams and jellies and preserves. What do we do in California? We drink wine. Put them together, you got jam vino. I have wine-infused jelly. That's how, that's just how it is. I bring, combine everything. Nothing has to be isolated. I don't have to put my California side to one piece and my country Alabama side to another. All of that is me. All of those pieces make me who I am. And so I try to introduce those into everything I do, especially in the kitchen. Okay, I respect Now, here's my other question now. Now, your, fo- your food is so amazing. When people mm-hmm. the website on YouTube and see, they, they got to taste it. So how, how can we, I feel like I'm on a disservice at the same time because even though you can sell your books, Mm-hmm. They can see the video. How, how can they taste your food? So, you know, COVID has kind of put a damper on that because I actually was doing a book tour when COVID started that I had to slow down and stop, obviously, no more traveling. But when I travel, I tend to do cooking demos a lot of times and Williams-Sonoma. And so I'll go to a Williams-Sonoma, pick two or three recipes from the cookbook, and I will actually cook them there and give samples and sign cookbooks. Now. Okay. Like I said, COVID stopped all that. I actually had a signing plan the week that everything shut down in 2020, and we 
Mia Williams-Sonoma had to cancel it. Um, but that's what I'm hoping to get back to soon. You know, still, it's coming back slow, yes, but it's, yes. it's coming back. It's coming back. So, but that's usually the best way to taste my food is that. And every now and then I do little private dinners that I call heart to table where I basically open it up a very private dinner for 10 or 11 people. Um, and it's a completely surprise menu of what I'm wanting to share with you. And, um, I, you know, look at allergies and all that kind of stuff. But then when I do the heart to table dinners, it's like, okay, this is me pouring my heart out. I'm not cooking from recipes. I am cooking from my heart. Like and those are, my fa- those are some of my favorites is doing the heart to table dinners. Now, I have fans all over the world. I, now, somebody's going to hear us talking um, mm-hmm. here. And can somebody hire you for a private, as a private chef for them for a party for an event? Private small things, yes. I don't do big catering events. But okay. private and small, yeah, I can do stuff like that. And I enjoy it. The small, because some people's definition of small is a hundred. No, that's big. <laughs> I like to keep the tenor under. I like to do tenor a tenor under. I can manage that because you know I want to actually give the attention to the food. When you get in big numbers, you have to just make it. You you need the flavor to be the same across the board. So you got to do the exact same thing. When I'm yeah. cooking for ten people, I can actually put my heart in it. And I don't have to worry about that kind of thing because it's going to taste good because I'm making one big pot for everybody. Right, right. I like that. Now, so, what is your, your website that people can um, look at what you're doing, pick up, buy your books because so there's other upcoming chefs out here in the world that you are going to inspire that they'll look at your video, go to your YouTube page, and say, you know what, this young lady has a personality. I kind of got a personality like that. She can cook. I kind of can cook, and I want to create my own thing, but I'm going to watch this lady and be inspired. So how do you um, – what websites do you have, and what, um, what's your YouTube? My primary website is cheflorius.com. Um, my recipes are there. I also have some other things. I keep a blog there as well. I put up a blog the other day, you know, 10 rules for Thanksgiving guests. So I put up some fun stuff there, but I have really, it's a home for my food stuff. The real home for, though, for everything food that I've done is on YouTube. My channel is Calabama Cooking with Chef Laureus on YouTube, and it's got, I think, over three or 400 cooking videos. I stopped counting because I was like, this is ridiculous. How did I get all this content? And it's just, I love it. What I love most is it's a way for me to be myself. And um, I'm on IG as Chef Laureus. I'm on Facebook as Chef Laureus. So okay. everywhere you can find me, you just look for Chef Laureus. I like it. Because <laughs> I'm dyslexic. I don't mind telling people that. So when I hear things, I see them differently. I hear mm-hmm. it and I spell it differently. So can you uh, spell it to, to the people just in case they are dyslexic like me? and people so they can just have a clear way of understanding it. Okay, the easiest way to remember it first, let me spell it like you said, Laureus, L-O-R-I-O-U-S. Think of it this way. I told you I was a church girl, right? Yes. Think of Glorious with no G. Mmm, I like that. And it's literally that simple because my mom named me Lori because it rhymes with glory, and it's easy to pronounce. And I like things like that. I like teaching. Yeah. It's simple. It makes it easy. Because I used to tell people that I'm dyslexic, but watch me show that I'm smarter than you. 
And that's right. It crew, I said, well, if there's an earthquake in the ocean, a tsunami. Mm-hmm. Now people say, oh my God, he said tsunami. I said, I hear you whispering. I hear you saying tsunami. Uh-huh. I said, but let me tell you why I'm smarter than you. See, I'm not going to pretend that T is not there. See, I see the T. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pretend that T is not right there. And they didn't want me to say the T. They should have never put the T. So I crazy things like that, like for uh, uh, mind games to uh-huh. stop. So you saying that glory, just take the G or glorious is there. It is amazing. No one should get that messed up. Nobody. Uh, and no. that's what I love about that. That's what yeah. I love. And what are your plans? Oh no, no, no! Before I say what are your plans, let's tell people about your book. How did you get inspired about your book, and how can the book? Well, the book. The book was kind of funny how it came about. The whole way all of it came about leads up to the book. None of it was was planned. I've always, like I said, I love cooking. Um, I usually always have a big Super Bowl party. My husband and I love to entertain. And literally one day he was like, hey, babe, why don't you, um, you know, just kind of put up a YouTube channel so when people ask you for certain recipes, you can send them there. And I was like, "Uh, all right, okay, I guess, why not? And then I was talking to my girlfriends, and they knew I had this nickname, Lorius. And I was like, y'all, my husband said I should do this. And my two girlfriends were like, oh, yeah, you should, girl. You should call yourself Chef Lorius. And then I was like, all right, let me just try it. I put the video up. I think my first video was uh, Buffalo Chicken Taquitos. I wasn't prepared for it. I had some laundry hanging up in there. But it worked. People liked it. And so then I kind of just kept going. And it it was private. It was just for us. And I kind of kept going, and people then started asking. Then I started doing lives on YouTube. I mean, no, lives on Facebook. And right. then people started asking me for more recipes, and my followers started growing, and they were like, do you have a cookbook? And I was like, I don't know. What do I have to do with a cookbook? And they kept asking for it, and my husband and I were like, maybe, maybe I should consider this. And so as a result of that, I was like, all right, well, let me look back, and what's the process then for creating a cookbook? Because they were asking me for it and begging me for it. And so I went ahead and did it. The name Calabama, my husband created when he and I were dating. Um, I made him some collard greens one day and some barbecue pork chops. And he said, I was rolling the greens real tight. He said, where are you from again? And I said, California. He said, no, no, where are your people from? I said, oh, Alabama. He said, Calabama. There it is. And Mm. so from there, all of that came together. And once my fans were asking for a cookbook, it was just it was a natural progression. It was a labor of love. I enjoyed right. doing it. I, I, I actually love my own cookbook. I like reading the stories in there. I don't have tons and tons of stories because it's about the right. food. But there's just enough for you to get to know me to understand where I come from and, and what makes me tick. Okay, now here's a quick question. For entrepreneurs and other chefs out there, how did, you, how did you find somebody to do your book and to get it distributed? Did you put the, your money up for yourself? You found somebody yes. to put together and you sell them on your own? I do both. I sell it on my own and I sell them on Amazon. So you can absolutely go to Amazon, look up Calabama Cooking, and you'll find my cookbook there. I I also sell them direct. Okay, but you're in control of the Amazon thing, correct? You're in control, nobody else. Yeah, no, it's me. What I did, I mean, from the business side of things, I actually set up my own publishing company. 
So I could have all of that myself to make sure it all stayed with me because I'm expecting that my book is going to blow up and I'm going to get picked up by a bigger publisher, and I just want to make sure everything is straight. I want to have my stuff together. You know what I'm saying? And what? And the reason why I asked you that question and to the, my fans so listening, did you hear what she said, everybody, from the music industry to a book to whatever you're trying to sell? Get your money up first and create your business first so that you are in control of your dollar from day one. Because, um, Lori, everybody wants to be this the number one bestseller. And you could be the number one bestseller without anybody knowing you. Yep. Everybody be on Billboard or with a Grammy. But you can be an NBA young boy. You can mm-hmm. be who passed away a dog and be a multimillionaire and nobody even really knows you. It's just that the media, TV, has us thinking that we have to go this certain way, and I want people to create their own business so you control the date that you want to release your product, you Mm -hmm. or what picture you want on the cover, because nobody, listen to me, people, nobody's going to put the same love into what you created the same way you do. They're going to take okay. vacation. They're going to have a secretary, and the secretary is going to take such and such to get back to you. And so <laughs> take your money, and you'll be mad that you're not happy with the services. But now if you're lazy, let me make sure I'm clear. But <laughs> if you think, then go ahead and pursue and get somebody to do it for you. But if you ambitious, you have it in your DNA. You're mm-hmm. a true hunter like Lori here, like Gloria, um, Lori and Chef Lori, or like Chief Kirkland. Yeah. Do it yourself. Yeah. And it's hard work. I mean, it's not easy. Yeah. I mean, I had to literally, how I've gotten my name up is doing stuff like Fox 5 DC. Doing morning television when you're doing uh, cooking segments is not easy. That's you know, right. I mean, you got to you have to cook all the food yourself at home. You've got a lot. I don't know if you saw it, but we had you know four or five big bags of stuff that you've got to set up an entire set. The food got to taste right. It's right. a lot of work, but it's my thing. It's me, you, and that's well, what I want to do. When you didn't go back home with hardly anything, that's right. Yeah, I, I saw them when people turn their head, getting the extra piece of cornbread, <laughs> taking the macaroni, putting on the paper plate. Covering it, I said, "Oh, it's and that's when you know your food is good." Yeah, they know me at Fox Five. I mean, I love the, them there. Fox Five is so cool. They know when I'm coming. They come around like we heard you were coming. One time, I was pulled in, and the security guard said, "Oh, I heard you were going to be here today. Don't forget me." <laughs> yes, I came and I sat there and I saw the layout. The, see your presentation. See everybody. Let me tell you something. Listen. See, I'm so detail-oriented. I don't think anybody else peeped what I told her. Her presentation was so cold that people think about the food, but she had gold necklaces on. The sweater she had matched the the knife, the fork, the plate that she had. Everything was coordinated, ladies and gentlemen. And that's what I mean by presentation. So when you present something, Make sure that the presentation is as yeah. equal quality as the product that you're selling. Yep. Yep. That's 
Well, now, what do you have planned with the family and this weekend, and what are you going to cook? Well, Thanksgiving is here. I am so happy to have finally, you know, a normal Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I'm just going to cook. I always cook three meats, right? So I'm always okay. going to do turkey, ham, and uh, standing rib roast. And we always fry our turkey. Um, as we do Cajun fried, it is the best way to have a turkey. I want to do a video on it so I can show my fans how to do it, but I can't because my kids say, Mom, some things have to be for us. Uh-huh. So I'm like, okay, I can respect that. I'll tell you how to fry it. I can't show you. But we'll have all the meats, and then I will go crazy with sides. Of course, I'll make the standard greens and the uh, mac and cheese, candied yams, black-eyed peas, you know, mashed potatoes, potatoes on gratin, dressing, whatever you can think of that you want that screams Thanksgiving, I'll make it. And for all of the fun stuff I like to do in the kitchen, like the segment yesterday was ways to switch it up. At our house for Thanksgiving, it's traditional all the way. Mama can't play with different mac and cheeses on Thanksgiving. You make old school mac and cheese with the burnt edges, you know what I'm saying? We talked about that. Yes, that's what I'm going to make Thursday. (laughs) It's burnt edges because that's a rule. Yeah. You sure do. (laughs) So everything has to be just right. And then, of course, I'll go. Crazy with the breads, we'll have homemade yeast rolls and cornbreads, and biscuits, and then on desserts I'll have cakes and pies. I love making a sweet potato pie. That is my favorite pie to make. My grandmother made the best sweet potato pie in the world, and I just hate that she passed away before she could taste it. I figured out how to do it too. Man. And so <laughs> I cannot wait to make that. That's my, my favorite thing to make is a sweet potato pie. But I'm going to be making apple cobbler and peach cobbler and now, you know, everything. And and then if you send out a guest list or you ask people to come over and then there's some people you have in the bite, does that create a problem? I always cook extra. Is that what you mean? No, what I mean is that your guests who your family members and friends who you invite. Some people you might you may forget. So what I'm asking is do some people get mad if you don't invite them? Oh, I don't know because they're too scared to tell me. <laughs> they might, but I don't know. You know, we kind of try to plan it out because when you cook a lot, and the the other side of it is, I actually enjoy cooking. I love just the act of cooking. So yeah. for me, when Thanksgiving is coming and we say who all's coming over, I'm not kidding when I say don't bring anything. Just come. Don't bring nothing. Right. It's not because I don't trust you, but it's because, seriously, I am excited about the fact that I'm about to cook 10 side dishes, three meats, and 10 cakes. Like, I'm really excited about that. But yeah. then we'll have other parties. Sometimes we do a nice big Super Bowl party, and we've had 50, 60 people in our house where I'm like, okay, I'm a little more relaxed with that. You know, these people can kind of come and go. So that way, that kind of makes up for it. If they don't feel like they got invited for Thanksgiving, I can like, oh, you come through for the Super Bowl party. Right, right, right. Okay, that's what I that's what I like to hear. I I just think, Chef Gloria, listen. When I say your your spirit is so beautiful, you uh, you have a friend, you and your husband. You have a friend. I I would like to call you guys every now and then. I will be back in D.C. in a year, um, okay. doing the um on D.C. comedy loft because I'm exclusive them um oh yeah I, I i i rock with them because they're just great people they love my yeah. terms and the deal 
And I always tell people you got to go where you celebrate it, not tolerate it. That's the truth. That, that is, is so, so true. true. You That's know, so true. yes. And I just really love the staff there. I love the owners. I love the people. I love the the sound system. Everything mm-hmm. about DC Comedy Law to me is five star. It's yeah. perfect. It's old school. It's not, you know, it's not Madison Square Garden. You know, yeah. it's not the big arenas, but I do those too. But when I come there, it's just a feeling that I just truly love. The sound system is on point. Everybody is stuck together. I know we're all uncomfortable um, because of the um, situations we've been in over the last few years, but it's just amazing. All right, it's, it's just amazing. It's very intimate. I mean, like, we really felt, I felt part of the show. You know, it's not like you're so far off telling jokes that I'm like, oh, that was so funny. No, you're right there. It's like we're all in this conversation, and you're, we're all in it together. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a great Yeah, it's, it's just awesome. So to the fans around the world who, since Vlad TV, the Brooklyn Club, shout out to Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, and DJ Envy, to 85 South down in Atlanta with D.C. Young flying Carlos Miller and those guys, to my man No Jumper, to um, my people out in Los Angeles, California, Gangster Chronicles, everybody that's done been a part of my life, to my man Sway up in New York, to Karen Hunter, uh, who I'm always on her show, to all you guys that have taken my career to another level. I truly appreciate you. And it's because of this. I can put this beautiful sister on the show, um, Chef Laureus, and give her a platform to discuss her food, uh, her energy, her book. And please, one more time, please give them your website, your Instagram, and name your book on how they can get it. All right. My website is Chef Laureus, C-H-E-F-L-O-R-I-O-U-S.com, Glorious without the G. I love that. Okay. And my Instagram handle is Chef Laureus. My YouTube channel is Calabama Cooking with Chef Laureus. And Facebook is Chef Laureus as well. I'm also on Pinterest and uh, TikTok and Twitter, but, you know, all the social media stuff. Whew, no. Yes, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it's, it's a, a lot a, of work. It's a, it's a lot of work. To my fans around the world, thank you so much, Chef Laureus. And to my fans around the world, listen, I want to thank you. But the week now is coming up. Happy Thanksgiving to you. But this Wednesday, catch me at the world-famous Funny Bone in Columbus, Ohio. Two shows, 7 and 945. You know, over the last few years, it's been a total sold-out event. Make sure that you get your tickets soon as you hear this episode. Get your tickets to the show of the holidays, T.K. Kirk, to my fans, the Chef Laureus, to everybody. May your pain be champagne. You heard it here on the T.K. Kirkland podcast, and may your pain be champagne. Chef Laureus, may God bless you and your husband, and I see you guys soon, and happy holidays. Same to you. Appreciate it. You're welcome, Doc. Okay, take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com.
This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.